What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of And We. This was one of our earlier episodes where we were still trying to figure out how to use microphones. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, and thanks for sticking through any audio technical difficulties. We'll continue to get better, and thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. All righty. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of And We. And today we are tripping. We're tripping balls. We're talking about trips. We're talking about first trips together, and we're talking about trips with time apart. Um, recently, uh, Tessa just got back from a, from a pretty long extended stay away, went to Costa Rica and also went to, um, uh, Connecticut back home with fam. Um, and previous to that, pretty early on in a relationship, I think it was fun to talk about will be our first trip together, um, as a couple, which I think, uh, is exciting, but I think there's a lot of pressure around that just cause there's, you're spending a lot more time with your partner and there's no escape <laughs> with a new partner. So, but, um, but yeah, these are, these are the topics of the day and we're stoked to dive in. First off, hi Tessa, how you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm getting my head around everything we're going to chat about. All right. Well, the moral of we... the story, ask someone to go on a trip as soon as you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess for us, like the thing that's nice about being a little bit older is you have a little bit more disposable income. Um, and I think it's just really fun to travel with people in general. So like having a partner to do something to travel with, even like mini road trips, we're out here in Los Angeles, California, which I honestly believe is the best like road trip location you could really imagine. Like we have the, the mountains that are really close. We have a string of coastline that's really close. We have the desert. Um, it's just a it's just this nice mix of things to do. Yeah, just cool travel stuff. So um, yeah, pretty early on, when we went on our first trip five weeks after we first met. Yeah, pretty much. I don't I I don't remember how it came up, but we we just had time. Yeah. And I think no, I mean we decided the morning we left pretty much, right? To what? Or was that Santa Barbara? We, we did not take a lot of time to plan and think about going on a trip. No, I think, I think we like brought it up in passing and yeah. like, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And you're like, let's do it. And I was like, yes, let's do it. So we sat down one day, I think after we were just hanging out on like a normal, just like a normal date, like a very chill date on, um, I don't even know if you can consider it a date. It was more just like a hang. We were just mm. chilling out at, at your place. Um, and the idea got brought up and Basically, you were looking at places. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we were just out, like, let's go on a road trip. Let's get out of town. Like, yeah. let's just take a drive. Because we figured out early on that it's really nice to just kind of drive around together. Yes. Like, I feel like car is always a really nice, like, neutral place in most relationships to kind of bond and talk and yeah. listen to music. And we always, we did a fair bit of that mm-hmm. and did little, like, mini day hikes and, like, drove up to PV and... Yeah. Like, did nice things like that. And so we were like, well, let's just keep going. Like, let's go somewhere near and see how it goes. Which is different. I mean, I guess we did a little more planning. I was thinking of another time where you and I were literally sitting on your couch later on. And I was like, we should go to Santa Barbara today. And you're like, okay, let's go. Oh, yeah. And that was an overnight. But that was different than this trip. This trip was was planned. Yeah, travel's fun. I mean, it's just nice to get out into new environments. I feel like new environments... Just there's something about your memory that just clicks in those scenarios more. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's also very nice to be able with a partner that you can just chill out on the couch with. But yeah, it's nice to get out and even if you're just doing that, essentially just going to a restaurant in a in a nearby city or hanging out at a hotel. I feel like that helps create memories that last. And I feel like from each one of our trips, we bring back like yeah. a little memento, which is normally like like a rock. <laughs> or, or well, or we a started trick. that on this trip, we which did we'll start get this to. But yes, 
Yeah, it's it's also a good pressure test too. If someone is, at least if your personality, which mine definitely is, of the very much a traveler, very much usually an independent traveler. Like travel is kind of my thing. Mm. It's kind of it's very much my happy place. I'm always a yes, mm -hmm. but to throw that out there so early on and be like, we should just get out of town and go somewhere. The fact that you said yes was definitely a green flag and a good one. And then you followed through. You're like, no, no, we're actually going. Like, we're booking places. We're doing the thing. And yeah. that was very impressive. And I, I appreciated that. And, and it was fun. Even though that early, I'd say it's a little nerve-wracking to not know. I feel like if there's a moment early on to kind of start to see the truest version of someone who you obviously don't live with, mm -hmm. like a trip is that. And so we kind of dove in going for the whole five day longer than normal. Like we didn't even test it out with a weekend or an overnight first. We're just like, okay, yeah. we're doing this thing and we're planning an agenda and we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah. Well, it wasn't expected. It wasn't expected to be five days. It was expected to be like four. Right. And then we extended one. Right. Um, Cause we were, we were vibing out. Yeah. I think that's, it, there, yeah, there's a big like question mark. Cause I think it's, there's, it's pretty easy to spend time with people and short passing, I think that's a lot of comfort. Like for like three hours, like on a date, or maybe even like in a longer extended chill session of like five hours. Yeah. But then you go home, you get to do all the things. You know, as a guy, it's like you get to fucking poop, <laughs> and then like not have the like, oh god, do I have to be quiet? Or like, I don't want to blow up a bat. Like stuff like that. Like from this is from a guy's perspective. Uh, but then when you're on a trip, it's like, well, this, yeah. I gotta I gotta do all this stuff. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, might as well do it in front of each other. Might as well do it in front of each other. <laughs> it's like, which is which is which is part of it. Then the other part is like, what do you do when there's nothing to do? Well, I think too the nice thing about trips is when you are really excited about dating someone early on, and it we were really flowing in that honeymoon period of yeah. Ooh, I think I do want to spend a lot of time with this person, but like, how appropriate is it to be? you know, oh, can I come stay at your apartment for three days and three nights straight? Or hmm. is it weird for me to invite him and not want him to leave? And I think also like that month in period was the perfect time where at least on my end, like I loved being here and it started to not feel weird to wake up and not feel like I needed to be like, okay, well, thanks for last night. I'm going to go home now and yeah. play it cool and not talk to you for two days. <laughs> and so a trip is a really nice opportunity, I think, to not have to have it be awkward of who's coming over, how long mm -hmm. are you staying, are you bringing stuff? Like the first time you bring a bag to somebody's house, mm. for example, is like, oh, how's this going to go? Or like you mm. start to bring like one or two little things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're just like, this is really nice. And like I, without invitation, could probably hang out here for two or three days, and I feel like maybe he would want to do that too. But in service of not having to play that game, if you're on a trip, you're spending every day and every night together. Yeah. And I think it's really nice to just have that be in neutral space. It isn't your house. It isn't my house. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to schedule when the next time we're seeing each other is. Yeah. That, that, I didn't, I didn't really even think about that as a, yeah as like a thing for what trips kind of like, cause you're right. Like it, it would have been like, if I was staying at your place for like three days, mm -hmm. I would have been like, Oh, like am I intruding? Like maybe it's time to like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it would have been. And also I probably wouldn't have been comfortable enough to be like, Hey, can I invite you over for 
three days. Like, do you want to come over for three days? (laughs) And maybe you would have wanted to, most likely you would have wanted to, but even you saying yes to that early on is probably kind of an awkward, well, I don't know, like this is your house. Like, what if I, like you're saying, like, what if I don't feel good one morning and I just want to go home and like hang out in my own space? Yeah. Whereas the trip is just, okay, let's just do it. And then we're going to be together and enjoy each other's company. I guess it's like nice because it's like you're both a little, we're both like a little bit out of our comfort zone. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're in it together in that, in that way. And that like, I think both being out of our comfort zone makes it more comfortable. Yeah. And there's no pressure to host. Mm-hmm. It's not one person's space versus the other, um, which helps too. Yeah. And also the distraction of, you know, seeing new places and finding great food and driving. And so we, before we left, we also set a challenge, which is pretty cheesy. I don't think I would tell many people this, but our challenge (laughs) of making playlists for the trip, Mm -hmm. which the prompt was uh, music that made you or like music that's stuck in mm-hmm. like making you who you are or just like memory infused like something with a story so you had that, a great taste you had a great taste in music by the way some of the songs like no. I was like damn this is like this is like more like it was it was good like I feel like my version was was nice but it was a little you went like a little bit more alternative I gave you mine first though no yours was great because you delivered yours like Typical creative guru over here on time ahead, <laughs> ahead of the trip. And not only did you deliver it as the Spotify link, but then you sent me an accompanying note with all the descriptions of what each song meant to you, mm. which was so sweet. And so by the time we are, by the time we listened to it in the car, I already had that, what I had to do conversationally for you of what is the song and what, what era of your life is it from or who does it remind you of and or what, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of fun. So I think that helped mm-hmm. sort of break the ice of the other thing of, well, what's it going to feel like to be in a car together for 12, 13 hours round trip? Yeah. <laughs> and then what, we also played the game of, uh, you, you made up the game of, okay, just your like songs on Spotify. Just oh. like, just so that infinite list of likes, like oh, songs on yes. Shuffle. And yes, you don't get the skip. Like I couldn't skip. This the was partner a good can, one. The partner gets infinite skips, but I can't skip at all. Yep. If, like, it's my playlist. Yep. Um, that tells you so much. Yeah. Because we. Started- it's kind of embarrassing and fun in a way where like a random like I had so much like emo shit like so many like emo songs <laughs> pop up and you're like oh, who is this guy? <laughs> well, this is a great challenge, especially if music is important, which it is to both of us, and it was one of the things that we talked about a lot pretty early on. But to hand someone your Spotify and give them, like, you cannot take the phone back and skip a song. So no matter what comes up, it's being played in full. And only the person you (laughs) hand the phone to can skip if they're just like, nah, like, I can't make it through this song, (laughs) which is pretty rare. But if, if, if that's like, it's actually pretty vulnerable. Yeah, no, it is. It's pretty vulnerable. And you're just sitting there like, all right, like, okay, these are my current 1700 like songs that I shuffle every time I'm in the car by myself and sing and have no shame about and then you hand that list to somebody else and you're like what are they what are they gonna think of these like how's it gonna go but it went over pretty well and we had, we had a lot of like shared songs oh we, we had to call out crossover yes I had to call out the crossover songs yep. which, which were a pretty good amount well you you had like you had like 4,000 like songs or something crazy like that no it was 1776 because like... I remember it was the year of America <laughs> But you had you had several hundred. You had at least like eight hundred. No, I had like I have like three or four hundred. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, we did it by the hour. 
-hmm. but which ended up going longer. But Ryan went first, and so we just I took over his phone and shuffled his list for an hour. And every time there was a song on his that was on mine, I'd call crossover, and that was pretty often, which was a good sign. Yeah. And then we kind of went back and forth on that, but that was a good game. That was a fun game. Highly recommend that game. Well, I mean, that one worked out. I think in general our trip worked out, you know. But I'm I'm curious, like, what would have been like red flags for you, like, or or maybe like orange flags on on a trip like uh, I feel like I feel like trips are the best way to suss out your comfort level in moments of silence mm. and like kind of needing that alone time when you're with each other and how you handle it mm-hmm. I think you and I did a really good job of no matter where we were like I was curious to see how your routine was going to play out, like how much time you would feel comfortable taking for yourself or doing things without me without feeling weird about it. Mm. And I think you kind of hit your stride, which now you do here at home too, which is really nice. Mm. But when you hit your stride of, you know, we woke up together, I think in the second town where we were. So we did Santa Barbara first and Mm -hmm. then we did, um, we did Carmel and then we did, Uh, Cambria. Cambria. Yeah. So this was, I think, Carmel when it was that morning when you woke up and you were like, good morning. And we were together. And then you took yourself for a walk Mm -hmm. and you went and you checked the surf and like, maybe you got coffee and you did stuff on your own. And I had a solid hour and a half, two hours to myself and you came back and I loved that. Yeah. But I, I think maybe an orange flag version of that would be from the second you wake up to the minute you go to bed, everything's together. Well, what do you want to do? Where are we going? What are we doing? Like yeah. <laughs> anything super overscheduled or just that anxiety of, well, what do you want? Like, what are we doing now? Or you know, where are we going? Or are yeah. you okay? Are you enjoying this? That whole battle, which sometimes you even feel with friends on trips. Yeah. Like that disconnect. Mm-hmm. I think the worst version would be the super disconnect between the, I am an agenda person and the I want to chill and wander variety. Yes. And so I was curious to see how you and I would balance out with being in a new place mm-hmm. and being okay with like wandering down the street and ended up, you know, not knowing where we're going for dinner and just together making a decision on, oh, this place looks cool. Let's stop in here. Mm-hmm. And then also balancing in ahead of time. Well, is there anything that you definitely want to do so we make sure that we cover it? Yeah. Or, you know, setting little agenda points that we both were excited about. So we had some kind of structure, which was really just our hotels. Yeah. Like, we didn't set anything else up other than knowing the hotels where we were going to end up. Yeah. I think you're, you're, I think in general you're better, which I like. I think we're, we're both on the chill side, the chill going, going by, but you, mm-hmm. you, you do do a good job of like setting up like these little like agenda points, which, yeah. which are like, Nice, even if they're like they're small, even if it's like, oh, this place looks cool for dinner, like two hours ahead. I love doing that, and, and it's I love, like, okay, cool, yes. yes, especially if we have recommendations. Mm-hmm. And I think before we left, we'd asked a couple of friends, like, do you have any recs for these places where we're going? And yes, I definitely enjoyed googling those spots, and maybe we did do like one dinner reservation based on a rec, we did in Cambria, yes, and that worked out really well. And I love doing that, but mm-hmm. like you're saying, it's not. It's four o'clock and we have our dinner reservation at five fifteen and so we're going home now to change and get ready and like Could not do like that. no. Like if we're strolling around doing our thing, like 
Props to the people that can, though. That's just a, such, that's like a different breed. I'm just not that type of human. I've, I've traveled with friends like that, and it, I sometimes appreciate it because you, you literally wake up and you're like, okay, well, I don't have to think about anything I'm doing. I'm just being told where to go and what to wear and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But with a partner, especially when you're getting to know each other, it's so much more fun to just leave the itinerary portion as open and spontaneous as it can be and then see how you kind of decision make together and also what you enjoy the most together. Hmm. And I think you and I, we did a good job of kind of checking in with each other, like asking, well, what was the highlight of your day today? And what did you enjoy the most? And you know, what are you grateful for today? And often it was kind of the same moments. Yeah. Like it was a lot of our little beach walks and kind of moments in between where we, stumbled upon like moments or places that we both really enjoyed Mm -hmm. and so that was cool yeah and I think like it was yeah I mean I mean that's what was created cool memories at least for me like was kind of wandering but then finding a place that that stuck Mm -hmm. and I definitely feel like we found like a groove too Mm -hmm. like um I mean maybe that was like the green flag of like the trip felt like it got better as it went along as opposed to like a red flag would be like, okay, we're losing momentum here. Yeah. Like I'm tired. I, I want to. I want to go home. No, I want to go home. And yeah. it was the opposite of that. Like we. <laughs> we we ended up staying. We, we booked staying. one more extra night in Cambria. I feel like we opened up a lot. Like the, the benefits of a good trip, you start to really open up in a way. We did. Um, that I don't really think you see in the early dating phase. Yeah. I think a trip definitely can. A good trip will, will extend that, and you'll. And I think that's what happened to us. Like we kind of got to see. Some more, more vulnerable parts, um, like some, some even like goofier parts. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it was and it was fun. And I think like that's that's the benefit of like things going well, and that both people out of the comfort zone becoming like way more comfortable with each other because of that. And, yeah. and it took like two days. I feel like to, to really really find that stride. I feel like my favorite day was the first day in Cambria, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I felt like that stride like was really really there. Yeah, um, that was a great day. And we, we stuck to our our newfound kind of memories, nostalgia thing, which for some reason you and I are both very into, where now whenever we go to a beach or a place together, we find a little mm-hmm. rock or driftwood piece as memento. And I hope we keep doing that because that was really special. And then, you know, we visited that winery in Cambria and we wrote on the label and just little things like that to kind of commemorate, again, like sort of marking the milestone in a way that felt intentional and for us and something that we could bring home and remember. But Cambria definitely stands out to me too. And that's where we definitely first had our, I'd say most vulnerable and emotionally charged conversations. Yeah. You know, like that evening we definitely got into it pretty deep and we got into it deep. That's also, I think when the the first question of like, well, well, what are we doing here came up on the trip. Mm. Um, I think we talked about that in episode zero, which oh, may, or may, not, may or may not air one we day. We did. But we talked about, like, like where, where's this going, kind of, like... Um, we had the where is this going chat. <laughs> we did, yeah. Which is when I threw out the first original version of I Want the Flower Ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because, and you said later, not that, not that what are we doing, but I think we both sort of acknowledged in that conversation okay it's been a month like we're clearly into this Mm -hmm. what could have been that conversation and you told me later you were like I could have in that very moment said will you be my girlfriend and maybe you like that's what you shared with me after yeah 
but because I sort of put that conversation on pause in the moment and I told you why it's important to me to have that conversation and putting a title on a relationship be something really special yeah that you heard me in that conversation and held yourself back and took that as I remember you said to me that evening you said well if if things keep going or if we're kind of still doing the same thing a month from now I feel good about that yeah and that gave me because my friends actually when we left on this trip because they had been asking, are you guys official? What are you doing? And I was like, no, no, we're not. And Lauren, one of my really good friends, I think before this trip, she was like, well, you better come back with that because <laughs> it's time. And I was thinking about it. And, you know, I, I definitely considered that. But I'm glad that instead of doing that, just because we took a trip together, that we instead had the conversation and you heard me about how important it was and then you gave me the feedback of well kind of give me a month I hear you but I'm on the same page and then you did that because almost well a little yeah almost a month after we got back is when you gave me my beautiful flower ceremony yeah and you put a title on it yeah I mean I mean I think we were also um I, I hope I was pretty blunt, and even though, like, the, the official title wasn't there, like, there wanted to be, like, some s- sort of ceremony around that. And I feel like we talked about this in mm-hmm. a different thing. Like, I feel like there's not enough ceremony in, in kind of just Western culture in general these days. Yeah. I feel like that's something yeah. people crave. It's really it's a really nice check-in, whether that's for, like, a coming-of-age story, whether that's, a, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, we have these, like, very few, like, you graduated, you got married, mm-hmm. you died. You get that's asked it. to prom. But it's like, but it's like, where are all the other ones? Where are all the other check-ins? So, yeah. like, that's in some ceremony, I think, was something yeah. that I thought was actually kind of cool when you brought it up. And um, if no one ever listens to episode zero, if we never release it, in short, in that conversation, to add to my definition of intentional dating, I just said that, to me, it's really important to have clarity when you mark a title of becoming a thing in a relationship so you instead of doing the one day you're out with friends or family or it's just assumed like of course we're girlfriend boyfriend instead of that back to the high school kind of version of will you be my girlfriend this is the container that I want like here we're committing to this and what that means is you know monogamous commitment partnership moving towards something yeah Yeah, and that's and I joked and I said, I want a flower ceremony, meaning like show up with flowers and ask me, which is what you ultimately ended up doing verbatim. But, um, yeah, yeah. that's the flower ceremony. Yeah. And yes, it is. It was intention of ceremony, which is something you're right that yeah. we don't, we don't get as often as we probably need as primitive tribal people who, you know, humans will always kind of need that feeling of ceremony and sanctity and making something special and acknowledged not only for themselves but for whoever else is present and it's really cool to be able to ask for that and take time to do things like that when it's not a wedding or a bar mitzvah or being asked to prom yeah yeah and I think also like from from my end too and I also got this I I think this was like reciprocated was even though there's not a title on this, I'm treating this like it's a title. I think yes. I think before we went on the trip, even we were off the dating apps. You mm-hmm. know, we committed to that together. Yep. Um, and I was like, there, the title was more of a ceremonial thing, and yeah. I wanted to find the right time and space to do that. I mean, you also made a really good point too to that, like that. 
Um, I mean, we're, we're in our 30s now, and you're like, I don't want to be just someone else's girlfriend. Because, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense, you know, like, because we, we've been, we've done that, you know, like, it's, so it's different, and that extra phase of yeah, this title means, that title meant a little bit more, and I thought that, that was a cool way of setting it, but to chill off any potential anxiety around like, oh, we should just wait a little bit longer. Because that's a totally different conversation. Yeah. You know, if like, you, you bring that up and your partner's like, oh, we should just wait more. But, like, right. then it's like, well, what else? You know, right. like, like if I was on the reverse side of that and said the same thing and I got that answer back, I'd be like, oh, she's totally going to go off and start, like, hooking up with other people. Yeah, which we, we talked about a little bit before the flower ceremony because I was like, well, technically, I mean, <laughs> technically there's no title yet. And I, and, and I was like, you better fucking not. I was, no. You, I, I was like, you, no, you don't do, no. And no, I was no. like, well, then you need to, you need to do the ceremony. That's this also, is exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's also, like, ladies, if you, if you want to pressure your guy who's, who's no, slacking. Um, no into, ambiguity. And in, into dating you, just gotta just, just throw, just throw that little bone out there and you're like, what? I think, I think yes. almost all guys, as, as proud yes. as you're in yourself, yes. like if you are kind of looking for, a relationship or like you just don't want that girl to be hooking up with anybody else and she says that you're like wait a second <laughs> no all right i need to change this now <laughs> um but i i had i had honestly i i had the plan for the power-up ceremony before you said that but i was also like wait no, <laughs> no, yes. no. but anyways yeah yeah but we had and i i knew i appreciated the conversation in cambria but also yes we turned off our dating apps together, which I told, you know, friends and family. And I was like, this is pretty much the millennial. This is going to be a thing. But it wasn't, it wasn't enough. Like you, we did that and it felt great. And I hadn't, I mean, that felt great. And I knew that was a piece of the commitment, but then we had the conversation and then Mm -hmm. ultimately we, we cleared that up. But the trip wasn't the place for it. And I'm glad that we used the trip instead as just a continuation of this feels good and also like we started to kind of see the vulnerable more human sides of each other and yeah. you know we did have a couple emotionally charged conversations like I said not angry but like we, we opened up about some mm-hmm. you know a lot of things in our past or whatever and got vulnerable with each other and that was received really well and all of that in combination just sort of fueled the pressure test going well of, okay, this is a person who's now really started to see more of me Mm -hmm. and it still feels good. And we had fun and we found great food and we got to see beautiful places and all of the above. Well, speaking about beautiful places and also vulnerabilities, um, the next slide is like, we recently took time apart, not time apart in a relationship sense, but, but physical time apart because you went on three weeks of trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that was interesting because it was like, it was, um, it was a little more, it was like three and a half weeks. Yeah. So it was, it was almost four weeks. And I think like early on, um, well, what was nice is cause you kind of like knew, I kind of knew this was going to happen early, like months before. Because you're from the East Coast, we're, we're out here in LA, so mm-hmm. you go back to see your family for what used to be like longer extended periods. Right. Um, and this is just a thing, and you, of course it's a thing, because you want to see your family, you need to talk, yeah. spend time with your family. Um, but I think early on in a relationship, when your partner is says, hey, I'm going to spend potentially like a month away, that's like, like whoa, that's a long time. Um, Which and, was fascinating to me, I was like, what? 
but that's yes. so surprising like it's cool i think like people listening will maybe be on either side of this but a well, month away no, like when you're yeah. when you're just over like three months into a relationship yeah like you're like whoa that's like 25 percent of our time together yeah and i really benefited from having you feel that way because it it felt special but yes so I told you I don't know two and a half three months in that my kind of normal thing is for me you know I try and go to the east coast to see my family three or four times a year in the summer it's kind of the one where if I'm going to be over there especially because I work completely remotely I'll do a month and for me that gives me time to see everyone I have to go to New York I have to go to Massachusetts I have to go to Connecticut so it's all these different kind of stops Mm -hmm. and in my independent life since I've moved to LA that's always I mean very rarely did I have to consider the real reality of somebody feeling what that would be like when they're a person in my life who that would be a thing for which yeah. when we first brought it up like I I really appreciate that you were able to reflect back what you're saying like this is a quarter of our relationship a month away is actually a big deal I'm going to miss you like mm-hmm. you know we had sushi one night and I asked you right before I left because then I ended up extending it even more because I ended up having to go to Costa Rica before mm-hmm. and I didn't come back here I just went straight from there to the east coast and the night before I left, you and I went to dinner and I asked you, one, what kind of communication are you expecting and what do you need while I'm gone? And you were a little bit emotional that day, I could tell. Like, I think it was a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. And you had talked about it before. You were like, well, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. But you were very supportive and you wanted me to go and I knew yeah. that. But we talked about it at that dinner kind of in the setup of where do you think these feelings are coming from and like what what actually is the fear about because I never got a sense that it was you thought I was gonna go home and be like sleeping with some dude in my mom's apartment like it was (laughs) never that it was more just the pure I mean you tell me like what what was it no I mean I think like it's it, it was it was a mix of things I think like on there was like a low level of like like fear around that stuff but I think that was more like residual fear from like younger years of myself if that would happen because like in my in my younger years and I think this is probably pretty consistent for a lot of people like a lot of like relationships ended with some sort of degree of space whether mm. not maybe not like vacation space mm-hmm. like or, or the, but like it was like oh someone like you know got into uh, school way the fuck away or someone got a new job way the fuck away Mm. like all those kind of things and so there's a I think a little bit of just like like oh like that like that kind of past going into that not really the like like you said not really the like oh she's gonna go like hook up with other people type of thing but Mm. there was like a like a a small amount of like insecurity like maybe she'll have like some like epiphany of like or maybe someone will come across like totally sweep her off her feet in some like rom com esque Brooklynite crossing the street in New York. Well, I mean, this is how like this. I mean, this is how like rom com stories happen. You never know. It's, it's like oh, like Fair I enough. was off and blah 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 blah. Like Fair you enough. ran into someone on the street and then Costa Rican shaman. You never know. Never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I think that's that's a pretty like common I think insecurity for a lot of partners, and it's just instead of trying to play it cool like it's not a thing I was like you know what hey like this is like this is here I don't know why it's here I'm not like stoked or proud that it's here but to a degree like 
that's here. So just like giving your partner space with that and also be like, okay, nod, I see that. I respect that. I understand like what you're feeling. Yeah. Whereas um, I am stoked and proud that it was there. Mm-hmm. Like I love that you had that and that we were able to talk about it. I hadn't, it, I mean, to, to leave someone and really truly feel like they miss you and they want, they value your time together and want you with them is not, you know, especially that early on, people still play the cool card of, all right, cool, see you in a month. Like, I'm going to yeah. date around and do my thing. We had titled our relationship before, and you yeah. made sure to do that before I left. And that, too, I also really appreciated. Yeah. But, no, I loved I loved that those feelings came up, and it made me feel, honestly, it made me feel loved and missed, and that meant a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like I, it was nice... And I think it, it only took me a little bit of time to settle into that feeling. I think, honestly, like, once you left, I, like, a lot of those insecurities dissipated. Mm. It was almost like the lead-up to Plus, that. you're one to talk. You went on a bachelor party while I was gone. Yeah. Well, the most, the most tame bachelor <laughs> the most party. The most tame bachelor party ever. Party ever. But still. Um, but, yeah, no, you, no, no, you're right. You're right. For, like, a lot of people, that would be like, what? Like There was a second where I thought maybe you guys were going to get a couple of Montana strippers. Montana and strippers. And go wild. We actually, like, we, we faked out. We faked <laughs> out my friend. Um, and uh, he's, he's a super good dude in, like... Um, one of the last days we were all like drinking beers on the patio and we didn't really do anything to botch us. We went for like hikes. We like hung out at the lake. We like drank beers on the patio. It was super tame. And I think like that was, I mean, for Argus personality, like that was, that was perfect for that. But in the last day we, we, mm-hmm. uh, we faked, <laughs> we faked out the groom, uh, kind of pretending like we had a stripper coming. Like, uh, my friend like was like, Oh, he faked a call. <laughs> walked, like walked in, walked to the door, oh, paused for a little bit. And also, if you had had a stripper, that would have been totally fine. Yeah. I would have, there's no doubt in my mind, I would have really enjoyed hearing about that either way. But it <laughs> is, it is interesting how yeah. you, how you hype up time away. And I think for me, it's more kind of like you, what you were saying about epiphanies. I think if anything, my only anxiety, which actually ended up being the total opposite is when you are in that honeymoon phase, so kind of so much so fast happens and it's so endorphin fueled and, you know, add the flower ceremony and yay, we're here and this is great and I'm fantasizing about everything that we could be together. That's actually a really beautiful time to separate Mm. and have to go incubate and digest your independent feelings about the relationship and the person and at least on my end from an anxiety standpoint it's it's always oh okay well now that we're not you know wrapped up in each other all the time and available to each other is is he gonna have some epiphany of "Mm, I don't know if reservations or do I really care about this person as much as I thought I did when she was in front of me like those kinds of things Mm. but what was cool or surprising but not that surprising but very welcomed was Particularly because the first week away, I ended up at a retreat in Costa Rica, and so I had a lot of time. It was deep healing work and lots of ceremony and lots of time to think and be offline. And the cool part about you and I, we were communicating, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. And I shared kind of bits and pieces of, I mean, basically what I call downloads and messages and 
and I had the opportunity to sit with myself in a beautiful place like I normally would and be doing my thing. But then I had those thoughts come through of how grateful I was for you mm. and how good I was feeling and really getting that as an independent download once all the endorphins washed off and I was away from you and excited to go back to you and feeling really good about mm. where things were headed, which I was so grateful for. Yeah. And I, you can't get that when you're 24-7. When I'm here, I can walk in your door anytime. Like, you're here for me all the time. Mm -hmm. And I can't, likewise, and we see a lot of each other, even though we're good about also taking our alone time here. Mm -hmm. It's just a different thing. If you're yeah. away from someone for a month and you're able to download that messaging, that made me feel 10 times more secure in the relationship coming back than I think I would have felt if I had stayed here and been with you physically every day, 24-7. Yeah, no, 100%. I... I think I settled in and started to like, I, I enjoyed like parts of it, like parts of having, having like more space. My work schedule was like relatively like light, which I think also helped. Um, I, yeah, I got to spend just kind of time with myself, chill out. I think those initial senses of insecurity, like really just vanished really quickly. And it was nice getting to, it was like in that retreat sense, it was like, oh, it was nice. Like it kind of gave me like independent space to kind of, mm -hmm. kind of, be on a, like a more like holistic kind of like health chill mindset as well which was really nice like I kind of just chilled out I started working out a ton which I was like damn I need to do this like more often like like all these other things that I think are things that I can bring back into our relationship that makes me feel like a better part of myself that I think would have been just a more delayed process to realize without like a little bit of space mm -hmm. um and yeah, I like, I think also like, I just, just really, and I tried to communicate this to you too, is like, especially on the retreat stuff is like, take your space. You, like, if you're thinking of me, feel free to text me, feel free to call me, feel free. But if, if you're just in the zone on your retreat, take all the space you need to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I think in general with, with taking space, um, and I think this, this goes for all partners, regardless of how long a trip is, is it's just hopefully finding like a communication style that you both agree on and maybe like. For us, it was kind of talking about that beforehand. And I think that's something that was one of my, like, concerns is, like, I don't think I'm the best, like, long-distance communicator. But maybe that's not the the real truth. It was just maybe in other, cis, like, in other times I felt like there was a need to be constantly communicating. Like, be one of those people that, like, oh, you're texting, like, all yeah. the fucking time. Did you forget about me? You haven't texted me in four hours. Which is, like, which is, like, not me at all. You <laughs> no. know, like, I think, like, a daily check-in or, like, maybe you skip, like, a day or two yeah. in a week, like, and you just let each other be, like, that's totally fine. But I am not at all, like, on the, on the giving or on the receiving side of that communication where I can... Yeah. Just text all the time. It just doesn't feel like me. It like shuts me out. It takes me out of my own zone, you know. So, yeah, and I not feel like either. we. I feel like that that balance, that kind of natural balance there, that I didn't feel like I had to yeah. over communicate or force was like huge, huge green flag and huge comfort. Like we ended up having really, really beautiful conversations when we did talk when I was in Costa Rica. Yeah, because yeah, we had one phone call that was like an, like an hour, hour and a half. That was oh, really yeah. nice. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of you know, intentions and like life downloads and big things that it was a really great conversation. And 
before that we hadn't chatted in a couple days but yeah a text here or there and we did talk about our communication needs and wants ahead of time which took a lot of pressure off both of us we'd also talked previously about the fact that neither of us wanted to be in any kind of long distance relationship and that we both toyed with that in the past and know that we're not those people yeah <laughs> but the one thing we said that was the only scenario because I, I mean I also told you there was a point in time where I actually really enjoyed being in a long distance relationship for a short period of time but the factor that makes either a trip or a long distance scenario in my opinion salvageable is a very clear end date like you have to have a plan for when you're coming back together in a long-term together version. Yeah. And we had our date, which ironically, I ended up coming home eight days sooner than I was meant to. Yeah. But we had that date. We knew what we were getting into. You could kind of time out your feelings based on how long. Like we, we, we kind of noticed the halfway mark mm-hmm. at one point. You're like, oh, we're already halfway. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. But same thing with any long-distance scenario. Yeah. Shout out to all the long-distance peeps. I, I don't think it would make it happen. Mm-hmm. I think to your point, like having like an exit would be, would be perfect yep. on that scenario. Yep. Um, the countdown clock on your phone is real. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I see couples go through it. Like I would say the same thing goes for like open relationships. I'm like, this is a ticking time bomb. Like, <laughs> well, we can I, talk I, about that I, next I, I, I see this. I see this scenario. I've seen this before. Yeah. Um, I think in in, in a weird way, I feel like those, especially in the open-ended side, like both those kind of dissolve for the same reason. Like, well, it's either emotional space or physical space mm -hmm. in an open relationship. It's a lot of emotional space. Yeah. But I feel like there's, there's like, you're both trying to express, but you're also, you're trying to express in your independence in a way but you're also still kind of holding on to that comfort. Mm-hmm. And eventually one of those is going to break. Yeah. In my opinion, it doesn't have to be for everybody, but like, I mean, please, someone show me fucking, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the cases are few and far between of the people that actually make those situations work versus people that try it and it doesn't work out. I would say it's like 90% to 10%. I think that's probably safe to say. But I think everyone should explore and do their thing at the same time. All comes back to intention. Yeah. As long as you're on the same page. Yeah. And you can communicate about it authentically and be super clear about whatever container you're in, one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's the same story. Mm-hmm. Same page, different page. Different pages, probably not going to work. Same <laughs> page, okay. But that doesn't make those scenarios easy. Yeah. Maybe some of that's like like the um, the like the blessing of like experience, like of. I don't know. You're like, okay, like, I know what I want at this point. I know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, you know. Which kind just of is communicate, just... Communicate that raw and quick instead of being like, I kind of, I don't want to communicate it. I still want this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want the other thing too, you know. Yeah. Which is just really the bigger question of how much independence do you value and need in relationship? And how does independence play a role in relationship, especially if you and your partner are on paper pretty independent people, which I'd, I'd say you and I definitely both are. Yeah. I feel like we have to, like, you have to give each other the space that you want and you need. And then also, like, when you take it, you can take it. Like, 
like I, what, I don't know, there's times where we'll wake up and I, I tend to wake up a little bit earlier than you and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go grab, grab coffee and breakfast stuff. And then if you're still like kind of like tired of sleep, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go work out. A it's bit. the best. I get my second nap by myself. And there's other times too, like where we're where we're separate, or maybe you're supposed to come over. You'll hit me up. I was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to yoga. Um, is it cool if I come over like a little bit later? And I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think just accepting those parts is is really nice. But um, yeah, it's just I think for me, like in general, it's just like knowing someone's there, has my back, like is gonna be there, kind of physically, but also like emotionally. Um, and not everything has to be perfectly on time or perfectly scheduled. Yeah. Um, and just given, like, yeah, your partner time to, to play. But also, like, when it comes to independence, there's also stuff, at least for me, that I would definitely want to be on the same page with you. Like, if it was, like, if I got a dream job, but it was fucking far away from California. If I got a dream well, job in New York okay, or so something like that. Like, like the end of my year last year. Mm-hmm. If you and I had been dating... I took a job in Sydney for three months. Yeah. I was gone. I left in September, and I didn't come back until the end of December. Yeah. So in that scenario, I think that's what you're saying. If I was in a partnership, and I had to come to you and and talk about, very realistically, okay, not only am I taking this job, which I want to take, it's a project, it has an end date. Mm -hmm. However, we need to commit to three months apart in very different time zones and be mm. okay with that. That would have been really hard. And, and, and to be honest, if you had told me no, I, I don't know how I would have dealt with that. To be honest, just because of who I am and what I, I, I really wanted to take that. Yeah. And I think even if that was today, well, I don't know. I honestly can't say. I think if you were really, really black and white, there was no plan to visit each other during that time. We couldn't find a scenario where you felt comfortable. You really were able to vulnerably be upfront and say, I cannot do this. I cannot handle it. This is a no for me. Yeah. I think at this point, I would be able to, to take that in and react accordingly. But that is such a big shift from being an independent person and even in a, a casual it's just not having, not having to account for the toll things like that take on relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, but that's an interesting scenario where, yeah. who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe something like that will come up again in our future yeah. and we'll have to deal with it. But yeah. it, it's, it's a very real and important conversation to, to have. Yeah, I don't know how I would react. Well, I definitely would, would find space and time to visit or find time to visit you if that was the case but I, f- I would definitely be bummed I would probably be probably not try to show it but I would be a little bit upset even though if that's not necessarily directed at you because that's like that's what yeah. you want but that goes against my it would go against it wouldn't be what I would want I would be partially happy but also like bummed and maybe maybe a little bit yeah upset would be like a way not like viciously angry but just like damn like just like just bummed out yeah. Um, and I bet I would yeah. feel different too Yeah, being on the other side. And if I did say yes, I kind of have a feeling that I would really, really miss the physical connection a lot. Yeah. And also just losing momentum. Yes. Like, that, that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. I'd like to think at this point that I would probably value keeping some version of momentum going 
and try and shorten it or make some kind of compromise because I do I do think that at this point I would I would feel that way. Yeah, I mean for me I'd probably I would probably say no on my end. Um, or like the situation would have to be so fucking ridiculously good, <laughs> which would be like, all right, like I got this gig, um, and there'd be spillover, honestly, to cover like your pay, like your pay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can come over as much as you want. Sure. You can work, you can stay at home, but mm-hmm. like basically whatever your salary is, is essentially covered by like this, this gig. So, mm-hmm. so the money side is thrown out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't just money for me that I'm taking just directly for me. Like this is like something cool and awesome that I want to do. But all this bonus money would just go to, it would have to be, like, it'd have to be a deal, like, with that. And I think, like, that's, that's, like, well, honestly, too. Like, I'd this, write in the contract, must fly Ryan over as much as he wants and no, put us up in an apartment. I'm not going to lie. I got this advice early on that the best negotiation ship you could ever have is if you have a family. Yeah. Because then you can, yep. go into every, yep. you can go into every negotiation. It's so true. Like, hey, man, I need more money because I got a family. Or, hey, I need more money because I have a kid. Hey, I need more money because, like, you know, my, my, my wife has so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Because and they're built to, sure. I and mean, that was a really high-level executive in advertising that told me that. And well, I was it like, makes sense. That makes so much if, fucking if sense. If we were married, yeah. that contract would have included a spousal accommodation, which it mm-hmm. should because of scenarios like this. And emotionally, there's no difference in yeah. us being the way we are now if we were married or had kids. Yeah. Especially if it's man versus woman, too. If this was something you got offered in, you know, Dubai or whatever. Mm. And your contract had written in, and Tess is coming. They do a lot of money into art. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think it would be easy. I mean, I would be a yes for that for sure. I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Great, (laughs) you're working. I'm coming to Dubai. This is perfect. But I get it. I get why they would write things in because it makes the decision-making process a lot less emotional. Yeah. But then you have to count on your spouse being able to do that or your partner being able to do that. And that's asking a lot of you Mm -hmm. or me to give up what's going on in our lives to pick up and support you in a scenario like that for a long period of time. I also think like maybe this is a more advanced form of independence. Like if that scenario came up, if it wasn't right for us, I think I would still be able to be like, well, fuck it. I'll like, I'll, I'll figure it out a different way. Yeah. And I think that's, I think maybe that's a different level of independence. I think you have to go through phases of where you find like your initial level of independence where I was like, fuck yeah, I did all the things I wanted to check off my, my checklist. Right. And then sometimes those things will come up again, but... Because if... we did talk about that early on as well. Mm-hmm. I asked you, I think, do you... <laughs> oh, we were talking about your last stint of dating, mm-hmm. and I just said, do you feel like you've, you've got it all out? Like, is there anything left on your independent, single man bucket list that you feel like you haven't accomplished? Yeah. And you were pretty, you're like, no, I'm pretty good. And we agreed yeah. on that. And I feel the same way, which is different than work stuff. I mean, it includes work stuff, I think, because if you're independent, yeah. out of relationship, you can focus a lot more on that. Yeah. But that question for both of us included in all aspects of life. So I think now we're both at a place where, while we're still independent by default, we're, it seems like we're leaning more towards, well, partnership and support and foundation in relationship means more than what used to be our definition of independence, which was kind of yeah do whatever we needed to do whenever, take every opportunity, you know, in my case, run around the world, like do all those things mm-hmm. that wouldn't necessarily feel as good now, I don't think. Yeah. It's interesting that, that like in, in some ways, like codependence gets such like a bad rap and like yeah. correlation to it when it's like, 
if there was a couple that together was fiercely independent, like if you looked at the way that like they went about their life, but they kind of made those decisions to, together, you mm-hmm. know, like, or like support each other in that, but just were very much on the same page, people would be like, okay, yeah, cool. But like, for whatever reason, codependence is, I don't know, I think maybe that's just Western culture. We're very like individualized mm-hmm. and we focus on like all these more individual achievements. But I think, I think there's something really beautiful in seeing that as those same goals, those same ambitions, but just coupling that instead yeah. of making that just independent to your, to yourself, you know? Well, cause that's sort of the new definition of what it means to be an admirable power couple is maybe it's that maybe it's two independents coming together and instead of operating independently in relationship, they can flip that and find a way that isn't just an influencer couple traveling the world and doing influencer things, but some version of, (laughs) you know, we're a power couple, but we're kind of crafting this maybe unconventional partnership so that we function together in what other people might see as this, I wouldn't say independent, but I'd say unconventional setup that works for us and can be admirable and can fill those needs that we used to get from doing really independent things. Yeah, and oddly enough, like the most like, the most controversial thing would be like the most like, um, these days I feel like would be the most like standard conservative family model of like, mm. of like, oh, you're a single, like, like, like maybe like the, the husband works and provides for the family and the mom stays home. And like, <laughs> for whatever reason, like, like that, the most like conservative model is like the most rebellious model in a way. Yeah. Like first off, cause it means yeah. like, if that's the case, you gotta be kind of fucking crushing it. In some ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and so everybody in like, I don't know, maybe there's a level of independence there too, where it's like, fuck it, we can make that happen. Yeah. I think, and this is something that I am starting to push back to a little bit, just when it gets brought up, because I think it's too much of a crutch in our society, like of like, oh, you have to be a dual income household these days. Like, do you really? Like, <laughs> do you really? Or is that just like, is that just a cop out for maybe not reaching your own full potential? Like, if you wanted to do that, just, just purely on a, on a business kind of, right. kind of sense. And I know that that's a high bar. I know that's a lot. But the fact like that, and, and then it's like disguised in independence too. It's like, oh, they're both independent young professionals <laughs> doing their thing. But meanwhile, it's like, fuck, they're both stressed and they don't have what they want. <laughs> maybe they don't not. see each other. And maybe, I mean, a lot of it too is by, is by chapter. Yeah. And that just comes back to being able to create exact of your version of life which maybe mm-hmm. sure if you are a two income household for the beginning of a relationship or for a while or for different chapters that doesn't mean that it's not a massive privilege and beautiful thing to compromise on when like say you start a family and one person gets to stop working for three or four years and you can make that work yeah that's definitely independent in the sense of non-societal now yeah which is awesome and that's aspirational and i i would beg that most couples would see a huge value in that yeah and not as a you know back to the olden days of maybe yeah, it's dad yeah. maybe it's dad who stays home maybe Get in the kitchen, you don't know woman. you don't know <laughs> yeah no it's not that but i i think that's very much. I, I also think both for us, like, and this turned into more of our conversation, I think we both, like, are lucky in the fact that like, sometimes we can say, like, oh, jobs are stressful or whatever, but I think we both 
some to a greater degree the most enjoy what we do. Yeah, uh, I would say, and it's still kind of like like I could see you going for stints of like not working, but I could also see like you always have like an entrepreneurial spirit to you. I'll, I'll never. Always have I don't think like you'll ever stop scheming. I don't think you'll ever stop with like some sort of side hustle. Um, and I also think like if you ever want to do like the more conventional like staff or or like executive kind of route, like you could totally pull that off too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's it's just thinking about this stuff as a couple now is. Is honestly, it's kind of fun. It is fun. I agree. I feel like there's more support there. Um, I feel like that's like the benefit of a little bit of codependence in your independence. It's like, it's like, it's. I feel like I feel more support to pursue things in a heavier way, which is so different than a lot of people when they talk about like, like, oh, I'm, I'm single now, so I can just focus on my career. Mm -hmm. But I really don't think it's like that at all. I really think it's like. I'm single, it's like, oh, fuck, now I'm going to be on dating apps for fucking ever, and blah, 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 yeah. which is a full-time job in itself, I'm not it going to lie, it's like a full-time communications job, um, so I think, like, even though it's less conventional of, like, the way people think about it, I think relationships, at least for me, can really push other realms of independence, which feel fucking amazing. Yeah, I agree. It's really fun to be able to build a foundation of a relationship that equals support for both people, however we define that together, and have that support to fall back on. Like, that is what a relationship is. And when you can build it in your own sense of whatever you need it to be, whether that's, I mean, I guess we're specifically talking financially, like, is if that's good and you can get on the same page about how that foundation functions then yeah, that opens up, it takes a lot of stress out of your life and it can be really fun. Yeah. It can be fun to toy with and change and experiment. I agree. With. I mean, maybe this would be like a, maybe this is like a good segue into like a future podcast about going, going deeper into generals broadly. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, generals that like the start of dating, that generals uh, as a progressive, just general gender roles in terms of bigger lives that people feel like they're supposed to build whether that's having feel like as a woman like having kids or as a, as a man like being able to provide for a family blah, blah, like all these pressures that I think in a lot of ways um I don't know sometimes couples don't even fucking talk about it uh I feel like and that is I don't know I think that there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff that we can dive into there I um, think there definitely is but this has been a fun podcast. This has been an interesting one. When now we're just go, we just go down rabbit holes. I like I, well, I like we did this a little bit on the last one, like the freestyle sessions, kind of freestyle. I, I I mean that should be I don't know. I guess people can decide listening, but um, I enjoy this part. We did that on the last time. <laughs> we're yeah. like, this isn't on our on our list, but um, yeah. And if you're listening to this, and we are figuring it out. Um, but and thank you. <laughs> we are figuring it out. But, <laughs> but this uh, was our trips episode. Yes, so we're tripping. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening in, and we will be back next time. Peace, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in to And We. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Send your questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to andwethepodcast at gmail.com or drop us a voice note on Spotify. Relationships take work, but with a little laughter and a lot of love, we can navigate this crazy journey together. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Stay candid, stay connected, and keep it real.